Good morning and welcome to ASL's HR in 10 at 10. At 10 o'clock every Thursday, we get together and talk to you about the latest going on in the world of employment and HR. I'm Jason Perry. And I'm Kimberly Bradshaw. So shall we start with the really obvious, Kimberly? All the restrictions end today. COVID has ended. It's a safe yeah. world, you know. <laughs> so, from an employment point of view, we know there are a whole range of obligations on employers, concerns um, on employers to handle correctly. And the whole landscape has changed with very, very little notice, hasn't it? Oh, my goodness. Yes, there's so much changing. Um, so, for example, the COVID SSP, where you can claim SSP from day one, is going to be ended on the 17th of March. Yes. Although, but are you sure? I, pardon? I said, are you sure? It seems that that one seems confused. The government have published yeah. two dates. Um, yeah. I'm clear it ends on the 17th of March, I have to say. But... The return of the new rules comes on the 25th of March. So we do have about half a week of, of limbo land. Um, yes. Or maybe that week just doesn't exist this year, which wouldn't be strange given the last few years. I, I think the reality is when the old rules, rules, sorry, when the current rules stop on the 17th of March, we have to revert to the rules we had before. I just don't understand why they've published this date of the 25th. It makes yeah. no sense in the context of what's been written. But no. on, on a really serious point here, let's pick the SSP point first and talk about that for a few minutes. We know that currently employers have this COVID SSP, which means you pay a worker, an employee, from day one of the absence if they test positive or if they're isolating because of COVID. And they get SSP for up to 14 days, I think it is. Um, even though we know the period of isolation is now shorter than that, but the law says that up to 14 days. Um, what's interesting is for smaller employers, that people with less than 250 um, headcount on their payroll, the government paid for this. Um, and certainly since it was brought back in on the 21st of December, wasn't it? Um, yeah, another but, one that came in, went out, came back. Yes, yeah. And may well return again, I guess. But it's running at the moment. It finishes on the 17th of March. So if you have somebody who tells you they've got COVID on the 16th of March, tread with great care. And the other really shocking thing in my mind, usually when these schemes end, there's a nice period of grace in which you have a time to put all your claims in. It ends on the 17th of March. If you have not submitted your claim for COVID SSP by the 24th of March, you are too late. Yes, it's going to generate a lot of extra paperwork for small employers, isn't yeah. it? Um, I think for many, most good payroll platforms have made this relatively straightforward. Yeah. I, I, I know our payroll platform, uh, we just click a button and out comes a COVID SSP report. Um, and you know, yes, you have to log in to the government gateway to your PAYE account and type in some numbers, but it really isn't very onerous. But really put that date in your diary, because if you don't do it by the 24th of March, you will not be able to claim that money back. That's, that's I think, the big one to get out there on SSP, yeah. isn't it? Yes, it is. I think the next big one is 
you know, people not self-isolating anymore and the, you know, suggestion that people will be asked to stay at home for five days until the 1st of April and then they will be asked to exercise personal responsibility. Yes. I'm not sure what the difference between the two is, actually, if the key word is asked. My my reading, my professional opinion at this point is when the government asks you to do something, you should consider that an instruction. Um, and therefore, up until the 1st of April, I believe if you test positive for COVID, then you should isolate for that period. That's my reading of where we are right now. But there's an obvious complication, isn't there? Well, yes. Um, you know, some people who are asked might not want to and will um, come in anyway. And, you know, what I think around this is that organisations need to start now with what are their COVID policies going to be? Are they going to require people to self-isolate? If so, what is their business case for it? Totally so, agree. But the, the, the bit I think is really striking in there, Kimberly, if you test positive for COVID tomorrow and you work for me, you don't have to tell me. Oh, yes, of course. Um, whereas yesterday... Yesterday, you were yeah. legally obliged to tell your employer if you tested positive for COVID. From today, you no longer have to tell your employer if you test positive for COVID. That's a big change and actually makes it quite tough for an employer to handle, doesn't it? It does. I mean, you can still, uh, you know, often with sickness absence, there's um, you you make some requests as to, to what it is. But if somebody says it's a cold, is it a cold or is it Omniquam? And there's the testing issue that comes there. You know, free tests are being scrapped. Yes. Yeah. Are you going to ask people to test? And if so, are you going to provide them? There's so much to this topic. I don't know where to go. Well, well yes. But again, st sticking with that requirement to tell people again, I mean, you've got two scenarios, I guess. You've got yeah. somebody coming in who's visibly unwell, who's tested positive and chosen not to tell you. How are you going to handle that? And the only way, as you say, is by having clear policies. Yeah. Um, you've equally got another scenario of somebody not being particularly unwell, um, testing positive for COVID and coming into work not being obliged to tell the employer and no one noticing. So we, we have a range of scenarios to think about. But you, relatively early on in, in this discussion today, said, I think the answer is policies. And I think you've nailed it. Yeah. Um, the difficulty... Along with employee engagement, obviously, yes. you've got to take people along with you and um, give them the reasons why it's important that they report it. Yes. You know, there's the clinically extremely vulnerable people to... Mm. No, that's a whole other topic we can go on to at some point. This is um, HR in 10 minutes, not HR in 10 hours, though. I yeah, or well, 10 out. days even. Um, so, yeah, I think, you know, create your policies through using employee engagement and take your staff with you. Don't impose. Yes. Because then they're less likely to, um, to respond positively. Yeah. The big challenge, of course, is this has come in. I mean, you and I have been talking about this for a few weeks now and talking to our clients about what they need to do. But this has to be one of the fastest changes we've seen. And for an employer to get their policies in place on this, they need to move swiftly. Now, yeah. one of the bits that I find very interesting is up until yesterday, there was a legal obligation on an employer to consider COVID 
when writing its risk assessments, when doing safety audits. Mm-hmm. As of today, that requirement has disappeared also. Yeah, um, oh, I just see me. a cat yes. into the just screen alongside you. Away. Yes. Um, <laughs> but that requirement's disappeared. But what's really, really important to focus on is as an employer, you are still legally responsible for the safety of your people, your customers, you know, the environment you provide. And if COVID's still out there, you can't just go, I don't have to do this anymore. You're still obliged, aren't you? Yes. And I think, you know, risk assessments are crucial alongside the policies. But it's, I think, helping employees understand the responsibilities that employers have is one of the key reasons why you can engage employee engagement um, in order to take people along so that everybody feels reassured about coming in. Everybody knows that there's a plan. You know, if we get another uh, variant that's not as um that, that, that's far more difficult mm. um then you know what's going to be done yes. people need to feel reassured and that everything is being considered for their safety yeah yeah i mean there's a couple of bits there as well i mean you touched just now on testing um we know free testing is going to end on the first of april um but if as an employer you still want to run a covid safe workforce you may actually be asking your people to test if they're unwell. Now, my professional expert opinion is if you're doing that, as an employer, you have to buy the tests for your staff. You can't ask them to buy them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously, between now and when the free tests stop, I would be encouraging every employee to get their next pack of seven from the government or whatever so that they've got some at home. But you know, equally, they will. Yes. employers will have to buy them longer term. Yes. Um, but I think that we may actually find ourselves in shortages now because I think everybody will be doing that. So you may actually find yourself having to buy them early anyway. Um, but A, you're going to have to buy the tests. B, another really important thing, if you're going to ask people to isolate and COVID SSP has disappeared, are you going to pay your staff you know, SSP from day one? And are you as an employer going to foot the bill? Um, If you send your people home when there's not a legal requirement to do so, you have to pay them full pay, don't you? Oh, absolutely. You know, who's going to go home and be happy to be on SSP when they think they're all right to work? Uh, Yeah, that's a key one. Do you know, I was about to raise, and I'm not, I'm just going to put it out there as a teaser now. I was about to say, what about zero hours contracts? But (laughs) this is HR in 10, and it's just been HR in 11, Kimberly. Again? So for now, um, I think we've just done one subject for a whole 10 minutes. That's that's probably a first. But for now, um, we wrap up for this week. And we'll be back the same time next week. So thanks for watching. Thank you, Kimberly. Thank you, Jason. Look forward to seeing you next week. Goodbye. Bye-bye.